Here is the story of two souls, one kind and pure, the other selfish and harsh. One a young girl of beauty unsurpassed, a beauty she was and beauty she was called. But the other was truly a beast. And this is their story, a tale which began once upon a time, long ago, in a kingdom far away. So, this is the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is a podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. My name is Christy. I am joined here with my friend, Bree. Hello. I am here. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for joining me on this weird endeavor, Bree. Much appreciated. Oh my god, thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess as a bit of backstory to just what the hell this is, uh, basically, I like princess movies. I like all of just like the weird little films about becoming a magic princess or characters finding out that they're a princess and... Basically, I just want to find all of them and just keep them safe and then also <laughs> inflict them on my friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Bree is here today because she is helping me uh, go through one of these such princess films. Uh, so the film that we're taking a look at today is Beauty and the Beast by Golden Films. Which is not a movie that I had ever seen before. This is brand new to me. Yeah? Yeah. This this was the one that kind of started it all for me because I was just on YouTube one day looking for something, some background noise to listen to, and this came up in my recommendations. And so I watched it, and I was fascinated by it. And, of course, as YouTube is, it recommends you other movies. And so I just started <laughs> watching all of these dumb princess movies. And then after I had seen... A fair share I decided I need to show these to other people and share your love exactly share the joy (laughs) yeah so I ended up I I organized a bad princess movie night made some of my friends come we watched a selection of the movies and it has been just a reoccurring movie night uh in my house ever since I I have had the honor and privilege of joining for a couple of them when I'm in town visiting, and it is always such an experience. Oh yeah, such a a magical experience. And it's it's grown over the years too. Like I I don't know if you were ever there for one of the early instances uh, where I made everybody wear like these foam glitter crowns. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) No, I missed those. Yeah, yeah, it was like. There, there was a slow progression into the majesty that it is today. Uh, oh, that's that's so good. I wish I could have seen the the humble beginnings. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Those glitter crowns. I, you know, I kind of miss the glitter crowns in a way. Like the actual, like real, like metal crown that I have is very nice uh, for like the current era of princess movies. But the glitter crowns almost kind of suited the shitty princess vibe better. <laughs> It really, really captured the feeling of the movies. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you have a whole process of like, one person gets to be the princess and wears this like really nice crown that you have. 
Yeah, it's sort of, again, it evolved over the years, but what it is now is that you get to, uh, you select rings from a, a bag, and if you pull out the diamond ring, then that means that you are the princess for that current round, and then you get to choose from a selection of curated movies. Oh, uh, it's, and and it's always, a, you have a mixture there's always like live action and animated and ones that no one has ever heard of before. Yeah, I I really love trying to find the weird little niche ones that nobody has ever seen or heard of because those ones are always the the big <laughs> surprise ones. Those are ones are the ones people look forward to. That's I don't know where you find these, but you have a gift. I, you know, a lot of it is just like trolling through <laughs> eBay or Amazon. Like literally I'll just be like princess DVD. And then I'll just like go through page by page to see if anything comes up. Amazing. My life is very interesting. <laughs> I don't have too much free time at all. <laughs> no, you, you don't because you're busy with princess movies. I am so busy as the the only curator of per bad princess movies in existence. It's a very, like, niche role, but, you know, some people have big uh, destinies and others have small, very weird destinies. Someone had to, someone had to do it, and I'm yeah. glad it was you. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is my, my curse. <laughs> or your gift. Yes. Jury's out, which is which. <laughs> okay yeah so this this beauty and the beast version um mm -hmm. from golden films wow yeah this one is a real treat and i guess to give a bit of history about golden films just a very quick history that i blatantly stole from wikipedia uh, so Golden Films is was an American production studio company. They were founded in 1988 by a lady named Diane Eskenazi, and she's also the person who wrote the screenplay for this particular version of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, throughout the 90s, Golden Films released a bunch of direct-to-video films, primarily based on fairy tales, and sometimes they did this with the assistance, the assistance of other production companies, such as Good Times Entertainment, uh, Golden Films is still in operation today, but they've long since, uh, stopped, they haven't produced animated films since the 90s. Right now, they just kind of focus on the distribution of their existing film library. So, this version of Beauty and the Beast came out in 1999. Okay. So, that Ooh. was, that was after the Disney one, yes. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> saying that, uh, Golden Films actually had done a previous version of Beauty and the Beast alongside Good Times Entertainment, really? which was released in 1992. Oh. Which came, as you, you probably know, came a year after the Disney version. Yeah, so, well, that wouldn't have... But they've had time to make a whole movie... No, so it must be significantly different from this one, right? The the Good Times one definitely treads a lot closer to the original fairy tales. Like so oh, Okay. That's basically how they were kind of able to get around um 
basically golden films and good times they both had the tendency to release the mockbuster is probably the best way to describe it they're uh, mockbusters yeah. of the larger studio releases um if you like look at the the releases for like they've done aladdin they've done hunchback of notre dame and it's always like within a year of disney doing it so they're like they're the ones where you send grandma over to uh, the DVD place to get to pick up a gift for your little kid, mm-hmm. and you say, "Pick up Beauty, the animated Beauty and the Beast," and Grandma picks up the Golden Films Beauty and the Beast. Exactly, and that's how they make their money. <laughs> or in my case, it was Grandma go get us the Lion King, and she oh. came back with with Golden Films's the Jungle the Jungle King. King. Okay, that's one. That's one that yeah. I had as a kid, and I. I can still remember songs from that one, so I'm looking forward to revisiting that at a later oh. time. Yeah, yeah, that one that one technically isn't a princess movie, but maybe like, Oh yeah. We'll, we'll just do like a a Golden Films a Golden Films podcast. A Golden yeah, Films screw this special. podcast. Yeah. Screw this podcast. Already we're not even like I mean, ten minutes a, into the first episode. There's but. a prince. That's, that, that's yeah. close. Anyway. Guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just revisit that on my own time. Yeah. Oh, you're going to do like a competing podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not the first episode hasn't even been done of my podcast and we're already talking about doing different podcasts. <laughs> I think that's how podcasts are. Yeah. It's just like a weird like a hydra. Just <laughs> cut off one head and three podcasts three spring pos- up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh. So, th- but this. Okay. <laughs> Did, did you want to jump right into the plot of Yeah. I guess so. Let's let's go for it. Let's do this. I'll get I've got my notes. Okay. All right. So, let's jump right in here to the Golden Films Beauty and the Beast. All right. So, the movie starts off with introducing three ghost characters. Yeah. So that's my first note. Is what are these three ghosts? What yeah. the hell? So there are these three ghost characters and we see them coming across a book of Beauty and the Beast. And they're shown this kind of babbling to themselves. They're hiding from somebody before diving into the book. And it turns out they were trying to escape the beast who arrives and begins flipping through the pages of his own book. Yeah, what? Like, is this is this a novel he has in his library? Yeah. That, while and like, while he's a beast? Not, yeah. not when he's a prince. Not like a, mem- a memoir. No, but. yeah. And, and it's just... <laughs> it's You see himself in the book as he's paging through it. Yeah. What? And then, yeah, and again, so you have these ghosts... We don't know what role the ghosts play in the story right now. So at first you almost think that it's going to be this framing device that, oh, well, maybe these ghosts are the ghosts of dead the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> but then they picked up a third brother along the way. Yeah, they, maybe? Found, they found the third brother. He was the secret third brother, Hubert. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the only ghost name I know? Yeah, he yeah, he's the only one that gets named. But 
This introduction basically is just a way to introduce us to, I guess, the Beast as well as Beauty and Beauty's selfish sisters. And that's, I guess, that's kind of just all there is to that introduction. Yeah, there's a there's a narrator for the beginning, and then the narrator leaves never to be heard from again. He just shows yeah. up to be like, Beauty wasn't like her sisters. She's very pure of heart. And it's like, no reason why. She just is. Don't worry about Be- it. Beauty likes to skip through the garden. Look how nice she is. She's so kind. Not like her uh, sisters for yeah. no reason that we can discern, I guess. Yeah. And it's also during this scene, too, The we see the ghosts and they kind of start scouting out Beauty. Like they're all in agreement that, oh, yeah, she's she's the one to break the spell. I, I guess. Yeah. And they're... So they're they're, they're like trying people to be... masterminds. Yeah, they're like orchestrating it. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> a little weird. Also, I can't tell if anyone can see these ghosts at any it point in the movie. <laughs> it sort of depends on the character. Like, well, because we'll see. Well, I, I like following this. So the ghosts they scout out beauty. They're all in agreement that she's going to break the curse. They then fly back to the beast castle where we see that they're apparently his servants i guess so they they start making the beast some dinner or something or they start making themselves dinner i when yeah they're cooking for someone yeah and then at this point the beast stomps in and (laughs) i love the sound effect they give to every time he moves it's just like it's like a dragon has come down the hallway. Like, he weighs <laughs> 200 tons. I really appreciate his little shoes. He's got, He's like, got these... little shoes! He's got, like, these big, giant shoes. And it's... <laughs> he... And, like, he's, like, a pretty big beast. Like, he's got thick legs, and I can't imagine how big those shoes would be. He had to get them custom made, just like yeah. the rest. I don't know where or how, but maybe the ghosts made them for him. They yeah. They can make his dinner, and- they can make his shoes. Oh, yeah, I guess. Or maybe they're magic <laughs> shoes? <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's been wearing the same outfit literally since he was turned into a beast oh. an indeterminate amount of time ago. Yeah. These are the only clothes that fit. <laughs> also, I love his design. I love his, this is definitely not the Disney beast. Beast, like, they took off his horns and, and made his head a little bigger. Yeah, it's like, they kind of <laughs> like, they kind of like, tried to do their best to both, like, crib on the Disney version, but also keep it separate enough that they're not going to get sued. Yeah. And it is interesting, too, to the point earlier, we're talking about how uh, Golden Films, they typically would release their mockbuster, like, within a year of Disney doing their version. As you noted, like, that's a pretty short time to make a full movie from scratch. So when you watch their mockbusters, a lot of the times they're pretty different from the Disney version. They tend to stay more true to the original fairy tales. Mm-hmm. So this version of Beauty and the Beast is interesting because they've had a long enough time between the Disney version and when they released their version that 
like they were able to see the Disney version. So there are definitely a few scenes and like oh, you said, yeah. his design, like they definitely took inspiration from Disney. Yeah, there's definitely chunks of this where I'm like, hmm, that's that's you. You had to put that in here, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, my my two notes about the beast were I love this weird, definitely not Disney beast design. And oh, my God, his head is so big because <laughs> it's enormous. I love how his he body. <laughs> I love I love his shoes and I love he's just a grump. Yeah, he's just a grumpy guy. I get the impression that he just like stomp, like his day is just stomping around the castle because there's so many times that that's just what we see him doing. Yeah, like he's just, he's going for a walk, but because of, I guess, his like secret density, he just stomps everywhere. Oh, is that you think that the, the he was cursed? Not only is he cursed to be a beast, but his body is just also like made of antimatter. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, we've we've cracked it. Oh no. Oh, but yeah, he comes in all terrifying into this scene, and then he's like, "What are you guys doing?" They're like, "Nothing," and he's like, "Fine," and then he leaves. Yeah, he's just like, "Well, oh. I'll just be grumpy elsewhere." <laughs> Fine, whatever. Although I, I will note they do. So during that scene, they do take the time to show a portrait of his human form. And he actually like he looks at it and he kind of shakes his head. He's like, like, he's all mad at it. So that's, I guess, one difference between this and the Disney version is that they don't try and hide what he looks like as a human. No, they, they definitely show you that he is a 50 cent Prince, Prince Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a dollar store, Prince Adam. He's kind of a fifty cents version. Yeah. Not not nearly as studly. <laughs> they tried, but not quite. Mm-hmm. As, as a brief aside, I I recently went to um, a Disney trivia event in uh, a, a few weeks ago. Nice, and it was there that I sadly learned that I'm in the minority for thinking that the human form of uh, Disney's Beast is hot. They, oh. they surveyed the audience at trivia oh, night, no. and I was I was one of the few that clapped. Oh no, he's attractive. <laughs> I don't I don't give a shit about any of y'all. He's an attractive man with pretty <gasps> eyes. I mean, he is that Glen Keane, pretty oh, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well. <laughs> oh no. But after the after yeah. the beast leaves, so you just being a fucking grump to everybody. Yeah. The ghosts, the, the ghosts apparently, not only are they there to be his cooks, but they're also there to really hammer home to the audience that we should feel bad for the beast. Yeah, like, they're just like, oh, he's so sad. Oh, He's just he's so sad. Man. Yeah. It's like, I, I guess. It's like, okay, like, that- I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I guess he's probably not having a good time. No. Being alone with three weird ghosts in a castle and just being extremely dense and yeah. also a beast. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> it's a rough life. Yeah. I did. I I wonder now. He probably is afraid to go on the higher floors of the castle because he might break <laughs> through the the floors. <laughs> It's it's like it's not even that he's not even mean. He just shows up and he's just like, 
I'm grumpy. And then they're, he leaves and they're like, oh, he's so sad. Yeah. He's, oh, not, he's not mean or beastly. He's just grumpy and sad. Yeah. <laughs> and then it smash cuts to beauty. Yeah, so smash cut to beauty. And we, we arrive at the first song in the film, oh. which is Beauty's Dream. This voice that is calling I am as helpless As a star that is falling As light calls to light As deep falls to deep I long for the voice That is calling to me Fear not, your heart knows the way no, wasn't there? Wasn't didn't the ghosts have a have a? They quick so song? while they start cooking oh, no, food, they... you begin to hear like an instrumental version of their song that appears later. Oh, yeah. yes, okay. I had note. I had a note with ghost musical number yeah. question mark. So I guess they it, didn't yeah, have they, it yet. As as you'll see, they don't have many songs prepared for this film, so they reuse them <laughs> when they can. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yes. So we arrive at the Beauty's Dream song, which this is a dream that involves Beauty wandering through the garden and she's singing about a mysterious voice that's calling to her where she dances with a handsome man who, uh-huh. <laughs> who and they go, there's like dolphins and, and then... Oh, no, they ride on his Pegasus. Oh, yeah. yeah and then he has they a just... Pegasus. Yeah, and it's just there's it's magical and beautiful, and oh, the animation's already looping, and oh god, <laughs> this is going on for forever. It's a real long. Oh, I have a couple notes. Like, there's one instance where there's a shot of the moon and some birds come flying out, but it's the same bird and it's the same loop of animation, but it's <laughs> layered on top of itself. So there's like ten birds on the screen, and they're all doing this animation loop. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> There's Y'all got some, your there... use out of that bird. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's funny because this song actually already reuses animation from an earlier Golden Films movie, Camelot. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So the dolphins, there's like a shot of a tree by a castle and there's a falcon flying. So oh. that's all from a previous film that they just oh, kind of padded things out with. Hey, and then, yeah. Save money. Yeah, and then there's that, again, there's that shot of Beauty, like, singing to herself by the fountain. They use that yeah, oh, they twice use in the song. Twice in the same song. I also have a note where there was one shot of the Pegasus running on the beach, but they did not sync up the horse run to the background, so it's it's like he's sliding in the sand for a while because <laughs> they didn't have enough background to have it pan. <laughs> so it's just like this really mismatched Pegasus run until it flies away. Maybe that's just how Pegasuses run. They're magic. No, that's fair. I've never met a Pegasus in real life. One I, day. I couldn't One day. <laughs> this song is four minutes long. Which it felt long. Yeah. And this movie is only, excluding credits, this movie is 40, 45 minutes long. Yeah, it's not a long little film. And it's, that's a significant amount of time spent. <laughs> Watching this magical, <laughs> these looping dolphins that all all have two dorsal fins for some reason. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal with that is. If 
I don't. So, I don't. It. Yeah. Because the anim the animation for this like is done overseas, so I don't know if it's one of those things where just like there was some kind of miscommunication with yeah like, the it, between the storyboards and the animators. It must have been something because there there was there's definitely some instances where maybe a storyboard artist had a stray line and the the animation company was like, well, it's in the boards. Yeah, well, might as well. Which is fair. <laughs> Alright, so upon waking from her dream, there's a big storm at Beauty's house. So and everybody rushes into the cellar. Uh, the house, they wake up the next morning, the house is completely trashed. And more importantly, Beauty's beloved garden is completely devastated. Tragic. Mm-hmm. So this... So this is the point where Beauty's father heads off to go check on his ships and Beauty's selfish sisters ask for the for him to bring back expensive gifts for them while Beauty asks for a single rose because she wants to try and restart her garden. I my one note here is what kind of asshole dad names one of his daughters Beauty. The other sisters <laughs> I guess the other sisters don't get names. To be fair, they could be like charity and serenity and or gorgeous and lovely. Um, but there's definitely one daughter named Beauty. <laughs> yeah, and it, it I just sorry, I just started thinking like what if like one of their names like stinky, lumpy <laughs> That's the opposite. You just yeah. give them all terrible names. It's like yeah. oh, oh no, they're living up to their names. The last one, let's name her something nice. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> we screwed up. Oh, no. Well, this one, let's put all our money on this one. This one looks like she'll turn out all right. <laughs> she'll be fine. Yeah, this one. Yeah. The, I mean, the use of the sisters, I guess, to point out, this is something that's very much in line with the original takes on, the original take on the Beauty and the Beast story. Mm-hmm. Um, where usually Beauty has a couple of sisters and sometimes a couple of brothers so this is one thing that in, in a bunch of the different versions of Beauty Be- and the Beast that I've seen so far, this is one easy way that they, I, I feel like they try and distinguish themselves from the Disney version is by giving Beauty siblings and having her dad be a merchant. Yeah, like a instead of a, a poor inventor from the the Disney film. Yeah, from a poor provincial town. Yeah. <laughs> But so Beauty's father goes off and he finds that his ships are ruined. He starts to head home, but he's caught in a blizzard at night. And that's just kind of a brief scene to establish what's going on with him. Yep. Because more importantly, we got to <laughs> shift back to Beauty's home. Oh, no. Where <laughs> we get the second song of the film, oh, which it's... is more. more. Give us more. More is what we're living for. Consuming is I shall consume a cherry tart More, give us more We deserve our just reward We are never satisfied I must have that apple pie I must have a pair of shoes I must have That's some so much. Perfume. More is sung by beauty sisters where they just sing about all the expensive shit they want. They're just, they're like, being nice is 
boring being greedy is awesome yeah yeah Just and it, give, give me stuff an exact line is contentment simply boring constant greed is more rewarding wow absolutely great and they're just like they're kind of nightmarish in this sequence they really are and there's some there's at least one i think they're all dancing around beauty at one point but there's no in-betweens so it's like they're flash stepping around their sister yeah in a circle yeah <laughs> there's like, three of them and they're circling it's her it's like a terrifying it's almost like a video game move or something like you just expect yeah, your hit points to start going down because they're not like in betweening between they're just sort of disappearing and reappearing yeah then the other one is it's incredible it's creepy like, oh my god i one of one of the sisters really likes to eat and she's that, a mood yeah like she does she, all of her lines are talking about all of like the all just the things she wants to eat she wants like pies and cake and it's really the closest any of the sisters get to having a unique personality yeah, there's the one that's that likes food. Yeah, and yeah. Like, she, yep. She at she is as the kids say, a mood. What do you think her name is? Oh God, hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> there's greedy, meanie, and uh, hungry. Her three sisters. Oh, I want to hear their story now. <laughs> I. Just as an aside, I noticed at one point that the three ghosts and the three sisters were like color coded to each other. So I was like, is this oh. the thing that's going to happen at the end? Spoilers. Do you think that was intentional? I don't know. I thought it oh. was at one point. But... It, well, it almost seemed like something that was going to be intentional, but. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're dead. No one can see them. <laughs> the ghosts, <laughs> not the sisters. <laughs> like maybe, like maybe the ghosts have been like possessing beauty sisters. Oh my god, wait. That would be much more interesting. Oh my god, they are the true masterminds of this. <laughs> I I just wanted to point out that so Beauty's father when we last see him, he's heading home in a blizzard at night. But the song sung by the sisters takes place during the day. Yep. But then when we cut back to Beauty's father, it's back to nighttime. He traveled across the world to go check his ships, apparently. Yeah, like, was that, do you think, was that, again, was that intentional? I mean, they could have, they could have really not established the, the, uh, could have held off on him traveling until after the song, and then it's like, time has passed, and now it's night, and he's traveling. But no, they had to establish it beforehand, thereby creating a time paradox. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, why? And that's something that this film, especially towards the end, when they realize that, oh, God, we've got 10 minutes left in the movie. We got to hustle this. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. The ending they is start, amazing. <laughs> they start cutting between scenes super, super fast. And it doesn't really doesn't feel necessary. No, not at all. I like lump some of those together. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so we rejoin Beauty's dad. He's, again, still stuck in the blizzard. For some reason, he decides to send the horse home while he tries to make it through on foot. I have, I have in all caps in my notes, why wouldn't you just ride your horse? Well, <laughs> especially because he has a covered carriage. Yeah. like, And he, he leaves the carriage behind to go huddle in a pile of snow. Yeah, like, I'm gonna find shelter. Sir, you're in a carriage. 
sir, just like even if you're like trying to be noble and you're like, oh, the horse will be better off going by itself in a blizzard, stay in the carriage. Just, no, I'm just gonna wander off into a snowy field and and fall asleep beneath a broken tree. Yeah, this debris will keep me warm. <laughs> just, just bury myself in the snow, I guess, and accept death. <laughs> Better than going back to my three awful daughters and my one oh. pretty okay daughter. Oh no, <laughs> that poor man. Sorry. He's been through so much. He's oh. And it's it's only through the intervention of the ghosts that he survives because they 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 say spooky noises to get him to kind of prompt him to go on further. Yeah, and then they lead him to where the castle is immune to weather. Yeah, it, well, magic, I guess. I guess. Well, I and and to just to point out too, so while they're luring him to the castle, the dance of the sugar plum sugar plum fairies yes! play. Oh, I'm I I loved the public domain orchestral music in this yeah. movie. Like they had their budget for their like three lyric songs, and then the rest mm. of the film is just scored by old orchestra music. Yeah, and, and Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies happens pretty often. Yeah, and it's I I guess it kind of fits because it's kind of wintry, but it is also so extremely distracting. It, it's like I you could have used any song that wasn't this incredibly recognizable song. Yeah, it's so so distracting. I guess maybe kids wouldn't like their their target demographic might not know of Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies yet. Yeah, that's I a guess. very good point. Yeah, but still. Well, that's okay, because once inside the castle, we oh. are given our third and final <laughs> song of the film, which is Get Into the Spirit. So this one was so weird. This like, is something about the tone of this song was so weird. Well, because it's kind of like it almost strikes me as like a jazzy gospel music kind of thing. Yeah, like it doesn't really fit right with the rest of the film at all. No. But they needed their be our guest song. Exactly. This is this is like one of their most transparent attempts to mimic the Disney version. Uh there's yeah. inanimate objects coming to life and dancing in a synchronized dance sequence and they're like even just like the scene itself they're feeding bells or bells. <laughs> bells. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much, they're feeding Beauty's father at the dinner table, much like they did with Belle in the Disney version. It's just, it's completely, it's it's just be our guest. And at no point is it ever, like, referenced that the her dad can see the ghosts. Yeah! So, I'm like, this man must think he's died. Like, <laughs> he, he thinks he's died and gone somewhere. Yeah, it was- Because there's music and things floating- mysterious it's very confusing because we see him with the ghosts and 
yet the ghosts are singing to him and he's kind of like he's joining in and he's like clapping at one point but yeah like you said is he actually seeing the ghosts or is this just like the audience is seeing them because there's there's one shot later at the end of the song where they're pushing him in a chair and you see them push the chair and then they fade into sparkles when he looks back. So I'm like, have they just been invisible this whole time? And he's just been thinking he's like watching the cutlery dance around and sing to him. Yeah. And I mean, if that's the case, then it would explain, like, we'll get to this later on. But Beauty also doesn't seem to see the ghosts either. It's just like no. the beast who knows that they're there. The Beast and her, and Beauty's cat that she carries around all the time. Yes! Which we haven't mentioned because it doesn't do anything. It's just there, but she's always carrying this weird cat. Yeah, just That cause... has weird, like, flesh-colored parts of it, which <laughs> weirded me out. Just I... decoratively shaven cat, I guess? Well, it's like the, the, the muzzle, the paws, and the tip of the tail are all, like... A peachy sort of skin tone, like what? Yeah, a real weird decision on this cat, but yeah. okay. There's some question- anyway. some questionable design choices in this one. It's here and there. Yeah. Oh, but there. Yeah. So, beauty, beauty, beauty's father. They have the big dance sequence. Uh, after a meal, he's sent to bed. He wakes up the next morning to find the horse that he sent away is attached to a brand new carriage and it's all decked out with resplendent jewels. Uh, he and the horse begin to head home, but upon seeing the beast's garden, he decides to pick a rose to give to Beauty. Rationalizing, of course, that the owner's been so hospitable that he wouldn't mind if he took a rose. Just a, just a single flower. Exactly. He's sending him home in a literal gilded carriage. Yeah. And decked out his horse with jewels. So he's like, a flower. There's like 500 flowers here. This should be fine. Yeah. Which like, is a reasonable assumption to make. Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Um, But of course, the beast appears out of nowhere. Teleports in. Yeah, he's just been <laughs> the beast summoned. Teleport. And, yeah. he, and he immediately starts reaming Beauty's father out for taking a rose. Oh, no! Is this how you show your gratitude? It wasn't enough that I opened my castle to you. You have to steal my flowers too? This crime will not go unpunished. You will die for it. Please, sir, please. I meant no disrespect. <laughs> He's like, I'll kill you. I'm yeah. gonna kill you for this. He flat like, out oh. tells them that he'll die <laughs> for, for like, taking the Like, holy shit. Maybe chill out. It's a flower. Cut me, yeah. You literally have 500 of them. I'm sorry. Cut me some slack. You didn't put up a sign. <laughs> if you don't want people picking your flowers, put up a goddamn sign. Yeah, he's like, my hospitality. So I guess he has. He knew that this dude was there the whole time. Unlike in the Disney version where Maurice kind of is there and they're, they're hiding him from the beast. Yeah. And this one, he's like, I let you into my home. My cutlery saying to you, and this is how you repay me. Yeah, I had to spend a night just sitting in my room because I didn't want to hear, didn't want you to hear me stomping. <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere. Oh, it sucked, and now you take my rose. That's rude. You'll die now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll kill you for this. Yeah. It's it's so it's actually the ghost's idea to try and get Beauty's father to trade his life for his daughter's. So once again, yeah. they're like the masterminds. 
They're they're the evil masterminds. Yeah. Also, the horse runs away with the gilded carriage and all the jewels, and that's fine. But one rose. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that. It was the principal (laughs) thing, I guess. Oh, but yeah, no, it's it was weird that it was their choice. Yeah, to to lure beauty here so that she can cook for them or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like kind of a weird thing. Like I guess again to harken back to the Disney one, it's almost as if like if like Lumiere and Mrs. Potts and everybody, if they like had like gone out to the village to scope Bell Bell out first. Yeah, like it just weird. It feels like it's just weirdly sinister that they're like manipulating things kind of behind the scenes. They're like, we found one girl who seems nice. Yeah. We're going to manipulate the whole situation so that we can kidnap her and make her live in our castle. Yeah. For mm. all we know, they sunk the dad's ships. Oh, sh- oh my God. But- <laughs> You've cracked the case. Oh my God, it all they makes were behind sense. it all. Oh, they doomed those sailors to a watery grave. <laughs> the sailors that were in the dock. Yeah. They couldn't, they needed to stay on the boat. Yeah. Well, it had to be believable. Yeah. Yeah. But so Beauty's dad doesn't agree to the trade. He tries to run away, but the beast captures him and throws him in the dungeon. And like, like you said... Uh, the father's horse and carriage returned to their home without him, and so much like the Disney version, Beauty uses the horse to lead her to back to the castle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Beauty arrives back at the castle, bringing with her her pet cat, as you do. Of course. Of course. She finds her father in the dungeon with the beginnings of a cold, which is nice foreshadowing. Good job, Gold- Golden Fields. You did you did the same foreshadowing that the Disney one did. Good job. <laughs> well done. I mean, at least they, they tried. They fit it into their They tried. Yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, I didn't I didn't notice that he was has the beginning of a cold. It was just beauty being like, he hasn't been well, and I'm like, there's been no evidence of this, but whatever you say, ma'am. He like he like coughs once, I think, just before she enters the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh no you tried they tried they tried they you know they tried <laughs> but, but uh, they forgot the beast can teleport yeah <laughs> forgot the beast could teleport and again in another similarity to the disney version like the last like five minutes or so of the movie are very on point with the disney version oh yeah the beast is revealed to beauty in the dungeon where he yep. offers her the deal to take her father's place, which Beauty accepts, and of course her father sent home. So again, it's it's very much like it's just the Disney version, basically. Yeah, basically, and it's it's sort of interesting in a way to compare the two because there's that dramatic scene in the dungeon where Belle asks the Beast to come into the light. And she gets that good shot of him stepping out of the oh, shadows. That's such a good shot. So good. And then compare it to to this version where it's just like, there, there he is. There he is. Yeah, there he is. In his, his, in his little, little booties. His little suit and his little, his little boots. Suit and boots. Oh, and you know, I guess to point out, like the suit in general is very much like the Beast's formal outfit from, yeah. uh, from oh, the dance. Yep, yeah, it totally is. He yeah, just wears it the suit. entire time. 
Yeah. Completely different. Original character, do not steal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sue Disney. The, the, I, I guess to point out, so Disney did attempt to sue Golden Fields <laughs> at one point. Really? Yeah, oh, I wow. believe it was. I believe it was after they did uh, their take on Aladdin. Oh, oh boy! They did. So Disney, they weren't successful in that because I, I Golden Films, I guess, successfully argued that they, like, both they and Disney based their their films on the original uh, fairy tales. That's which is wow. Good for them. Good job, yeah. Golden Films. Dang. Yeah. So again, it's that the it's that that gift of knowing how closely you can copy from somebody else's homework, but changing just enough that the teacher can't take it to the principal. <laughs> hey, can I copy your homework? Sure, just just change a little. Yeah, perfect. But so Beauty begins her life in the castle. She's, she she's like sobbing upstairs, and all I, all I have a note is like, "Oh no, I'll never see my shitty sisters again." Oh no, <laughs> oh no, he put me in this beautiful room where I have a unlimited a California wardrobe. king bed. Yeah, <laughs> could, could fit fifteen people in it. Yeah. Oh no, these ghosts are trying to tell me to try on dresses, but oh, I can't no. see them. I guess. <laughs> Who knows? It's weird because they talk to her. But they do. She, she never acknowledges them, and they don't seem to acknowledge that she never acknowledges them. It is incredibly confusing, the presence yeah. of these ghosts. But so, Beauty has a good cry, and then she, I guess, just bucks up and then goes for a wander throughout the castle. She ends up seeing a portrait of the human version of the prince, Oh, and yeah. she des- she decides that he must be hidden in the castle somewhere. Yeah, I'm like I I saw I was like there's a man in a painting here. That means he must a live here and b also still be here. Yeah, that's how, just... that's how paintings work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, why would you why would you have why would a castle have a painting of somebody who wasn't a resident? It's I there's no reason. There's no, no. reason. That's not how castles work. No. Every painting in a castle must be of a resident who's currently living there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, that's how they prove that you live there. If you if you find an abandoned <laughs> castle and you put a portrait of yourself up over the fireplace, it's yours. That's the your castle now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what happened in in England and now like the whole thing with the queen, like that's why she hasn't died cuz nobody can get that portrait off the fireplace. <laughs> too high up no no one can sneak a ladder in past the guards no and she's tenacious like she won't let it get taken down for nothing (laughs) she'll fight you yeah you have to fist fight the queen and then get her portrait down and no one's been able to do it so far yeah i mean you can't win you really either you're gonna get beaten up by an old woman or have an old woman beat you up so nobody really even wants to attempt it yeah there's no there's no good scenario in that no But while Beauty is admiring this portrait, she somehow starts hearing the song that she was singing in her dream. Yeah. So, like, literally hearing herself and the prince yeah. singing. It's not even. It's not even just the prince's part. It is literally her voice also. Yeah, and it's 
Which completely is so weird. Yeah. Especially because, so she ends up following the song to a music room where the Beast is playing a instrumental version of the song on the piano. So why couldn't she have just heard that instrumental version from the start? Well, you have to, re- it's, if you don't have the words, maybe you won't recognize the song. Yeah, from, like, was it was from 10 that minutes ago? it? Was it because they were worried about, like, dumb kids watching this and not I recognizing it? I just, I, I am baffled at that, <laughs> at that choice. As many choices in this film, I am baffled by. That one also yeah. is baffling. It's pretty great. And we, yeah. we find out that apparently this song is one that Beauty's mother used to sing to her. Which was not established previous. No, and it feels like a weird touch. Because the Beast admits that he's been hearing the song in his dreams. Which is why I have in giant letters in my notes, MIND LINKED! <laughs> They have a psychic mind link together. What? Well, in this, this is a this is actually pretty true to the original versions of the Beauty and the Beast story. Really? Where, yeah. So this, uh, the this whole sequence of Beauty going to bed and she dreams of a prince, and then when she wakes up, she's like the Beast asks her to marry marry him. That's straight from the original, uh, original version. Oh. Yeah. Weird. It's very weird. Yeah, I don't know. The original, the original fairy tales, it's interesting to watch these takes on them because... I mean, pacing in an old fairy tale was somewhat different to, (laughs) than to storytelling these days. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a lot of, like... I I I like the Disney films because they're very good at cutting out the extraneous details in these fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Like S- Snow White is a good example where in the original Snow White there were three attempts on her life by the evil queen before the apple thing. Oh, like, and they're like that takes too long. That's too many attempts. Yeah, it's like that's a little like no no no. Like the apple thing is the main one. That's just that's like the most iconic. Let's just cut to the chase there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the the whole the dream thing is from the original version, which again, I guess that that that's part of the the tricks of golden films is to you know, we just had like 10 minutes where we just ripped off the Disney version. So let's do 10 minutes where we're ripping off the original fairy tale. Yeah, let's just sprinkle in the original for a little while. Yeah. Also, it was extremely jarring when she wakes up and she's like, "Oh, my dear beast." And he's like, "Marry me." Like, y'all been talking for five minutes. What happened? Yeah. You shared a dream one time. Yeah. And now you're in love and gonna get married, I guess. Yeah. Awkward. Awkward. But so, while Beauty is talking to the Beast about his piano playing, she ends up complimenting it, saying that he plays beautifully, and he gets all upset (laughs) because I do nothing beautifully. <laughs> yep. And this starts the trend of the beast getting offended anytime beauty like mentions the word beautiful. Yeah, to like just innocuously saying like, "Oh, that's beautiful." And he's like, "I'm not, though." <laughs> <laughs> you calling me ugly? No. Why? I just th- Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jesus Christ, dude. 
Simmer down, beast. Chill out. Yeah, kid, he's he's just a big old grump. He's just a grumpy boy. He's just a grumpy, grumpy man. Yeah. He's very sad. <laughs> and has little temper tantrums sometimes. Because he's been yeah. alone in a castle with ghosts. Yeah. He doesn't know how to deal with things. And and like speaking of the ghosts, so so the beast storms off because uh, I'm not beautiful. And there's this there's this weird exchange where Beauty is deciding that she wants to talk to the beast again oh, because there's something in him and I'll have to give him another chance. He deserves another chance. And meanwhile the ghosts are like kind of hovering over her and like, "Oh, is she going to talk to him again? Is she going to she- give him another chance?" And then she's like, I'll give him another chance. And they're like, she's going to give him another chance. He is such a sad fellow. You would be too if you look like an overgrown house pet. Still. Is she going to try talking to him again? I'll have to try talking to him again. Is she seeing something in him? There's something in him. Don't tell me she's going to give him another chance. I'll have to give him another chance. He deserves a second chance. All right. We're on our way. Yes, this is it. And again, and again, it's just like, so I guess she can't see or hear them. I guess. Because they're right there and she never once turns around and is like, what the hell? It's, can, do you guys mind? I'm trying to like to have a private moment here. I'm talking to myself, not to you. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> That'd be great, actually, if she could see them and she was just like, ew. She's just been ignoring them the whole time because they're these weird, weird ghost dudes yeah. just hanging out. But so immediately after that scene, we cut to the beast has had a nice meal prepared for beauty, to which she's very grateful. Seeing her so happy, the beast decides to propose to her. She hesitates, prompting him to offer, say yes or say no, whichever it is, you needn't worry, there is no wrong answer, there is only your answer. Which Which is is like, like, a a nice way to say it. Like, he's just like, listen, it's, you know, either way, I understand. There's no wrong answer here. I'm just asking. I'm like, that's very reasonable, I guess. Yeah, thank you. That's very mature. I'm going to have to say no. And which makes him go, and he gets mad and storms off. Which, I mean, if you just said it was, okay. (laughs) Mixed messages much. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I couldn't say yes. That's this, what a curse to be laid on such a, a kind soul. I'm like, girl. What kind soul? You. Are you talking about yourself? Like. What? Where is yeah. this coming from? Either say yes because he's kind, or say no and don't. But don't be like, oh, but he's so nice, though. Well. Y- yeah, the whole like beauty from the get go is like very much on his side for some reason. I guess yeah. some reason being that it's a not well scripted. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know, shocking. I know. <laughs> And it's, yeah, and it's mainly, it's just her and the ghosts, like, trying to really hammer it into the audience that you should feel bad for him. 
The Beast is such a nice guy. You should feel bad. He's just a tragic, sad figure, really. Yeah. So once again, we get another scene of Beauty trying to approach the Beast, uh, trying to make conversation. She starts talking about the decorations in the castle, saying that it's it's so strange that the castle is filled with such beautiful things. And, <laughs> and then he goes off. Still, it's so strange. What is? That this castle, your castle, should be filled with such beautiful things. While the master of the house is a beast? That's not- You will go now! But I- You will go! Now! Oh, we were that close, that close! Starts throwing the biggest tantrum and destroying all his nice things while she runs away. Yeah, this is this is where he completely loses his shit for some reason. There's a really baffling bit of animation where he kind of yells at the ceiling and yes. the floor kind of spins for no it's, reason. Well, it's it's great because they yeah they try and do this dramatic scene where like the camera is <laughs> rotating around him, but they have <laughs> it didn't work. the the. The floor he's on is drawn with, like, a cobblestone pattern, and, like, the pattern doesn't move when the, like, the rest of the animation moves. It, oh, it was, I was so baffled by that one <laughs> shot. Like, I couldn't even parse what they were trying to do. I knew they were trying to be dramatic, but I was like, did, what, did he just stay still and the floor kind of tilted around him a little bit? I don't know. Yeah. It was very strange. Well, and if the floor didn't have the the drawn-on pattern from the background, like, they could have just- if they just had a flat color there, it would have looked better. Yeah, but they they instead had this really choppy, weird floor spin thing. I kind of, like, I want to give them, like, some credit for trying to do, like, an interesting camera angle, but they just kind of, like, they they whiffed it a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely a, like- a for effort. Uh, <laughs> I can't give you a letter grade for execution. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, see I me s- after class. Just please see me after class. Yeah. I need to talk to you about this plagiarism thing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know you changed some of it, but we're going to have to talk about this. Listen, I'm just saying that that you and Disney, you sit right next to each other in class, and I'm just noticing some similarities that's a little concerning. Just, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after class, okay? Yeah. I have a note for your parents. Get Just get them to sign it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, so while the beast is flipping out, Beauty runs away. And proceeds to fall down an extremely <laughs> tall really marble downstairs. staircase. <laughs> like, she just falls down these stairs and it's just like, all I have in my notes is GTA screen wrecked. She, <laughs> yeah, just, no, this is, she looks like she should be dead. She's dead. The rest that of this w- film is probably her dying dream at the bottom <laughs> of those stairs. Yeah. I was like, damn, this is a really bold move to kill Beauty off before the end of the film. Yeah, Beauty, it's like a psycho thing. Beauty's gonna die and then her sister's gonna come in to finish the story. Oh no. (laughs) 
And then, of course, the ghosts have to, like, because the ghosts are the only ones, like, really kind of moving the plot around. Yeah. Is that they have to come in, witness Beauty's horrific accident, and then go run off to tell the beast. Presumably interrupt his ten- temper tantrum to be like, hey, so she might be dead. We we just found her lying cold at the bottom of these stairs, so... Yeah. <laughs> so... The beast ends up carrying Beauty back to her room, and then he he doesn't administer any first aid or anything. He just kind of brings her back, plops her on the bed, and he just says, like, wake me if there's any changes. Just, you know, if anything happens, let me know. Yeah. Uh, It's uh, it's in (laughs) the universe's hands now. Yeah. And, yep. Oh my god, and this is where we get the backstory. Yeah, this leads into the great backstory where the ghosts decide, for some reason, to reveal to Beauty's cat yeah. the beast's backstory. <laughs> Not to Beauty, the no, cat. she's still unconscious, but the cat, I guess, like, the, they, they ha- the cat hisses at the beast, so the ghosts feel like, again, they have to win everybody onto the beast's side. So yeah. they, need, they need to explain to the cat, no, 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 the beast isn't such a bad guy. He's he's just, you know, he made one bad decision that cost the lives of hundreds of peasants. Yeah. So he's- as it turns as it turns out, there was a massive drought in the kingdom. Everything was dying and the peasantry came to the prince because he had all this food stored and all this water stored. The prince turned them down and it's explicitly said that some of them left the kingdom while others quote weren't so lucky, e.g. the ghosts. Yeah, I was like, the wait, hold on. These three ghosts are literally dead peasants. They yeah. are dead. They are deceased human beings. They're not magical ghosts or spirits or something. They are the ghosts of three dudes who died in the drought. <laughs> yeah, the drought that the prince what? like caused, or like not well, not caused, but did he did. Yeah, he could have helped them. He could have. Yeah. <laughs> saved people but he did it and now they are dead and cannot move on they no. have entered purgatory and in their purgatory must serve the beast yeah serve the man who killed them they're not allowed to move on until he he learns his lesson which at, at this point they're like he's already sorry like he he knows he did a bad thing yeah but yeah, they yeah. So the sorceress appears and curses him into the shape of the beast, which I think they just call a magic lady. Yeah, the mag yeah, the they, magic woman or magic lady. They don't get. They don't call her the sorceress. They don't call her anything. The magic lady shows up. To yeah, curse him. She changes him into the shape of a beast, and one and, of the ghosts comments that she taught him a lesson, and he learned it too. Nobody regrets what they did the way he regrets. And so clearly he has he 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 has learned. Also the magic lady is definitely, definitely based on the stained glass of the enchantress from the Disney version. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's it's- a that's a very clear character design choice y'all made there. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm remembering the Disney version wrong, which I could be. Let's give a minute. <laughs> Anyway. I, I did note that, like, like face-wise, she kind of resembled beauty, which I sort of felt like, uh, was that, were they kind of cheating? Like, they didn't want to have to, like, create a brand new character design, so they just, like, took beauty's face shape, and they're like, ah, it's good enough. It's good enough. Yeah. Just yeah, different fine. hair, different clothes. Yeah. 
That's fine. It works. It's just, it's great, though, because, again, we're supposed to... Oh, no, okay, I was totally wrong. I just looked up the Enchantress from Beauty and the Beast, and I was incorrect. <laughs> in in spirit, though, she's definitely... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But this whole, this whole bit is just so... Again, we're... Feel bad for the Beast. He's yeah, learned he, his lesson. He learned his lesson, but now he's still, like, he's still cursed he's still a big grumpy baby and, and he's <laughs> and is this where they reveal that like it, it's not that he will stay a beast forever it's that he will literally die <laughs> yeah yeah if his curse isn't broken yeah and it has to so the curse so the so the prince is under a curse he's cursed to be a beast the ghosts are stuck between life and death until his curse is lifted and yeah, the they way can't to move on. Yeah. And the way to lift his curse is with somebody falling in love with the prince before the first snowfall. Which I don't know if you remember that blizzard that happened like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. They they mean the first snowfall where the the palace is because it is shielded. It's immune to winter until the spell says so, I guess. I, yeah, Magic. I guess. It's like a weird thing because, of course, they couldn't they couldn't do like the the petal the last petal falls on the rose thing because that's that's Disney we can't do that no yeah but they they still needed a time frame except they didn't really because they could have what a lot of different versions of Beauty and the Beast do is they just have it so that the Beast just with when Beauty leaves the Beast just gets so sad that he just dies out of sadness. Which you, is you don't very sad. Yeah, you don't have to impose this arbitrary time limit, but which they, is also something he says later, which we'll get yeah. to. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but so after all that backstory takes place, so Beauty finally wakes up, and the Beast is just hovering over her <laughs> like a weirdo. Yeah, he apologizes to her, and then the scene immediately changes <gasps> immediately <laughs> immediately like there's like barely enough time for like you to like blink the yeah. beast apologizes and then oh uh, never mind beauty is in a in a brand new dress she's oh my looking God, into that dress <laughs> that she's looking into a magic mirror that was not established at all previously no it's just, just it's just a giant mirror that she's talking to with this yeah. enchanted mirror. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like literally, like she not only not only does she know that it's a magic mirror, she knows what to say to get the mirror to perform magic. <laughs> and yeah, and this again, this is nothing. There is no talk of magic mirrors anywhere else in the rest of the film. No, but I think because at this point there's ten minutes left in in the. Oh uh, my god. They're like, pick up the pace, pick up the pace. Oh shit, we spent too much time fucking around with the ghosts. We gotta get going. <laughs> gotta get going. Oh shit. god. We got so much ground to cover. Oh god. So Beauty asks the mirror where the prince is, because I guess where she's still on that. She still thinks that he's imprisoned somewhere in the castle. Just hiding in the castle somewhere. Yeah. The mirror decides to ignore her at first, showing her, her a vision of her sick father. After that, it cuts. The mirror shows her an image of the prince, the human prince, standing behind her, and then she turns around, and the beast is there. 
and she does not nothing nope does not put those two and two together no no she does not she's beautiful and kind she's not smart no oh god no (laughs) and and also the beast yells at her too for using the magic mirror just like i never told you you could do this it's like well we we don't know what she can and can't do at this point like literally your last scene was apologizing for being a dick and now you're back to being a dick again (laughs) maybe chill out yeah learn a lesson god no there's 10 minutes left in the movie we gotta go yeah Gotta, gotta hustle. So, Beauty pleads with the Beast to be allowed to go home and see her sick father. And the Beast relents and lets her go home. Uh, he says that if she doesn't come back in a week before the first snowfall hits, then he'll die. But not because of the curse. He will die of a broken heart. Yes. That's, it's, he, it's unrelated. He will just perish within a week's time of a broken heart just cease to be if if he couldn't make it with beauty then i guess there was you know there's no no hope. no hope <laughs> just get the ghost to go find like somebody else that'd be too easy i guess that'd be that'd be <laughs> it's like a imagine it's like a tv series and there's like a new beauty each episode oh my god it's like Something a bachelor like, yeah oh my god <laughs> oh that'd be great the beast chiller Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that was a bad one. Beauty promises that she's only <laughs> going to be gone a few days. And so she returns home to tend to her father. Wearing her- just the most ostentatious. Like the ribbon, the, the shoulders of this dress look like first place blue ribbons. Like it's, yeah. she looks like she won a pageant at a fair. It's so yeah. bizarre. And this costume change comes just because when Beauty returns home, her sisters see her new clothes and they get they get super jealous. Like that's the only reason why she's now decked out in all of this finery. Yeah. But then as when she gets home and her sisters are all jealous, they like put her to work and she doesn't take off that dress. She's like climbing ladders and fixing windows in this weird gown. Yeah. Yeah, and like their whole plan in general is just so they they decide the three of them decide to keep Beauty so busy that she basically just f- like forgets to go back to the beast. Yeah, she's she can't go back yet. She's got so much chores to do to take care of the house and her sisters. Yeah. Yeah, like Beauty's sisters were apparently like fine to let their dad like waste away. Yeah. Like they yeah. couldn't be bothered. No. So <sighs> But so yeah, that's their plan that they're gonna keep her so busy that she can't go back to the beast. But then I guess they get tired of that plan because eventually they just decide to steal Beauty's carriage and go to the beast castle directly. I I thought it was like we're gonna make her so busy that she won't even notice when we steal the carriage and go and see her mysterious benefactor, who's okay. a, a beast, I guess, but obviously is stinking rich. Okay. Too good yeah, for I guess her. They, I guess they don't... Did, did, I'm trying to remember now. Did Beauty tell them that he was a beast? I don't think so. Okay, yeah. Maybe, so, maybe their dad did. To be fair, maybe their dad did in... what. Between when he got back and fell grievously ill. That's true, actually, is that he he would have had opportunity to tell them. So they yeah. should know that he is beastly. Yeah. 
So they're mm-hmm. just like, ugh, whatever. Like, he, yeah. he might be a beast, but he's clearly, like, loaded. So let's go see him. Yeah, so they all, they file into the carriage. They go to his house, and then they find him. And as you might expect, they get scared off by him. He scares them off. And at this point, like, the scenes just start, start cutting back and forth yeah. between them super, super fast. Super fast. And he, <laughs> he scares them off, and then he follows them to the foyer, and guess who else gets to go down those stairs? Oh, I know. It's, I, <laughs> GTA screen wrecked, but it's the beast this time. It's great. I wish that there was, like, a crater size. It's like, oh. There's a beast-sized crater <gasps> there at the bottom of those been. stairs. He's so dense. <laughs> oh, no. He just, like, falls through the floor. <laughs> Cracked the marble. Oh, God. It ends up... We cut back to Beauty, who's having a dream where the beast is guilt-tripping her, saying, I mistook your kindness for caring. And this is their mind link again, because he's like, I, I trusted you to come back, and now I'm dying. Why, Beauty? Yeah, <laughs> their mind link. This is all your fault that I've died. It's it's on you. This is on your conscience. This is on you, woman who I kept prisoner. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. I thought this... you cared about me. Yeah. I had that I mistook your kindness for caring. Like, what a dick. Just damn. Why why does she like him? I don't we're we're not really given anything in this version. The it's beast just, the beast like, doesn't have a character arc. No, it's like, and the ghosts are like, they just, she just needs to see the goodness inside of him. And he, and it's like, where? Yeah, what goodness? Uh, he's, he's just kind of, I mean, he, he and he's not evil either. He's just like a grumpy, lonely man. And he has yeah. no arc. He's just the same through the whole thing. Yeah, like in the Disney version, like, the beast has a very very clear arc and not yeah. only is he not just like mildly grumpy but he also like when he is first like shows up he is like very threatening like this big giant animal man yeah he's he is properly a beast man yeah like part of part of his arc is that he has been a beast so long that he has been slowly losing his humanity and bell has to bring him back to that side of himself. Yeah, which she only really does because... Uh, they they find a mutual he, understanding of each other. Yeah, she doesn't like... She's not like, I'm gonna fix him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's never a moment where Belle is like, oh, but there has to be some good in him. I'm going... I need to talk to him again. Belle and the Beast only, like, start to warm up to each other after he saves her life and she in turn saves him. Yeah. And they have that like that scene together where she's tending to his wounds and they oh, kind of yeah. like they kinda like again, they just come to this kind of understanding where there's sort of that like that little bit of respect that they start to have for each other. Yeah. And then it starts to grow over the rest of the movie and they like Belle like I don't want to say Belle doesn't change as a character. I think she opens herself up to the beast, but there isn't, like... Belle doesn't really need to learn anything. Yeah. That's not the point of of that film. Yeah. Hey, you know, the Disney Beauty and the Beast is a pretty good movie. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thinking about it, it's a pretty good movie. Oh, yeah. I I honestly... (laughs) I like that one. 
Oh yeah, that's I. I would probably say that's probably my favorite Disney film. That and Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, Hunchback is good too. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. the Beast. The Beast is the one that learns a lesson, and he he decides to be a better person. Yeah. Whereas in it's, the Golden Films version, in the Golden he, Films he version, he learns nothing. No, we were told that he learned his lesson. Like off screen. Oh yeah, he learned his lesson. He learned his lesson like ages ago. Yeah. He's still super grumpy, but trust us, he learned his lesson. Yeah. (laughs) But now she has to rush back because he's dying of a broken heart. Yeah, and she actually, she has to make the trek on foot now because her stupid sister stole the carriage. (laughs) Stole the carriage! And like, almost hit her with the carriage as they're running away and she's trying to get back. Yeah, which I guess like... The Beast Castle was a lot closer to the home than they realized because she's able to make it there on foot pretty quick. Yeah, she gets there fa- fairly swiftly in the yeah. snow on foot. So, again, so the ca- the cha- the scene changes start happening fast and quick. Oh boy, they go. Belle return. Belle Beauty returns to the castle where she finds the Beast. Meanwhile, the sisters have returned home and have somehow assembled a mob to go after the yeah, beast. Just there's no town around. There's never been other people in this film, but now they have a mob because yeah. Disney had a mob, and now this has to have a mob. Yeah, ex- exactly. This again. This is like another like. This obviously must be brought from the Disney version because yeah. why would they assemble a mob? There's no need for it really no and and there and there's no point to it and nothing happens with it they just sort of storm the castle and again because they apparently live next door it takes them 30 seconds to get there yeah it turns out in the beginning if bell's if beauty's father had just like pushed on an extra five minutes he would have been home yeah he would have gotten there he was just like super dramatic i guess He really just didn't want to get back to his terrible daughters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was probably like, oh, finally. There's some peace. Yeah. Like a sweet release of death. <laughs> God. But so the mob arrives. They bust down the castle doors. But before they can attack the beast, Beauty stops them, telling the mob that she loves him. And he rolls over like, you love me? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, he's even like, really? <laughs> Just, oh, whoa. shit. All right. You sure? No she, take backsies. She, she cries her magic tear like the Disney film. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the dance of the sugar plum fairy starts up again. <laughs> and the magic lady appears. The magic lady comes back. She's like, oh, that's... Uh, I've just been waiting outside these doors for someone to say something. <laughs> yeah, finally. God, Finally. it's getting cold out there yeah but so she transformed the beast back into his human form which i i love seeing transformation sequences in these shitty movies it's because they they clearly were trying to do the disney one because he like lifts up chest first with his like arms to the side like in the disney one where he's like yeah but there's no there's no time or budget to do like the nice transformation so you're just like He's all, all, just white light. <laughs> oh, God. It is, like, opposite ends of the spectrum between this version <laughs> and the Disney version. Oh. Uh, it was, because I was, like, I recognize, because he's spinning in the air and he's doing mm-hmm. the, like, the dramatic lift. Yeah. 
but then uh uh he's done poof yeah all done poof. we we don't have anything in the budget for special effects yeah it's yeah uh he's good now don't worry about yeah. it Glenn Keane, for, for the Disney version, for the transformation sequence, he referenced statues of Rodan for the very, uh, like, sculptural way that you see, like, the, the, the beast's fingers and everything oh, transforming. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely beautiful bit of animation. Probably Gorgeous. one of my favorites. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Thank you god for that version that's like the gold standard i think <laughs> oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. this one copied the homework but only had 10 seconds yeah so like only got like the first few lines and then sort of scribbled the rest and the last line well like at the so they got the first few lines but then disney noticed that they were copying off of their paper so they kind of moved their elbow up to like yeah. block it <laughs> And then the Golden Films had to, like, try and, like, make a guess at what the rest of the answers were. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, shit. No, I can't oh, see. And then oh. it's just a white light. And, uh, and that's how the beast turned back. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the beast turns back into his human form, and he tells, he says, Beauty, he says, I knew you'd find me, Beauty. Your love is true love that looked on beastly features and was not shaken. There can be no greater beauty than the beauty you hold within. Except it, she totally was shaken. A lot. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> and then he's like, will you marry me? And she's like, now that you're hot, okay. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I, well, it'd be great if she still said no. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for my prince. No. Oh. No, there's a prince hidden in the castle somewhere. He's I still hiding. have to find him. He's, he's somewhere in here, and I'm going to find him. And then, and then the we're going to get married. And the beast just like, oh shit, never mind. <laughs> Maybe I'm dodging a bullet here. I, I could do better. Thanks for breaking my curse. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the prince proposes to Beauty, and she accepts. And the film ends with their wedding. And the ghosts are still there for some reason. They yeah, they haven't, re- they haven't passed on. Like they yeah. said they wanted to. Do you think, was it, is it their choice to stick around, or? I, maybe. Maybe they have unfinished business. Maybe they know they're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're like, oh no, we didn't think this would work. Oh, We've done oh, some shit. bad things. <laughs> God. Yep, and then, and then it's over. And then it yeah. plays. And then it plays which song again? Uh, the get into the spirit song. The get in the spirit plays again. Yeah, watch, plays watch, over the credits. Watch that again. Yeah. Oh man. Plays over the credits, and which, by the way, Golden Films has a particular habit of not crediting the voice actors. Oh, cool. Yeah, I I'm not quite sure why. Honestly, um, I don't Is know. It, it just like- seems. Some of the voice acting in this, like, I liked the Beast's voice. Mm-hmm. Beauty's voice was okay. Yeah. Everyone yeah, else they, was fine. Like, there are some there are some decent voice acting talent that they get for these films. Yeah. It's a shame that they're not in there at all. Or not yeah. named. I, so I have tried to do a bit of research to uncover who the possible voice cast could be. 
So I'll kind of break down with you my thoughts on who they could be. But again, okay. there's that big asterisk of, I don't know for sure, this is kind of my best guess based on a few sources that I saw. Nobody knows for sure. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so Susan Silo or Silo, I'm not quite sure which, she seems to be the one that's pegged as voicing beauty. So she's done voices for characters in El Tigre, Shaolin Showdown, the Tick oh. animated show, and a bunch of Sierra games. Okay, so she was still, this wasn't like a one and done. She's actually done other things. Yeah, and she was actually apparently in the earlier Good Times Beauty and the Beast, where she voiced a Mrs. Potts-esque character and one of Beauty's sisters and the evil fairy in that version. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Barry Gordon is somebody that I've seen, allegedly he played the Beast according to a fan wiki that I saw. And Barry Gordon was the original voice of Donatello in Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. Now, I don't think he was the Beast personally, but I am I think that he is the narrator at the beginning of the film because it sounds oh. pretty close to his Donatello voice. Oh, okay. So he was, he was the voice at the beginning that then disappears for the rest of the he film. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And he maybe is also the green voice, the green ghost, because to me, oh, the Hubert. green ghost. <laughs> yeah, Hubert, the, 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 <laughs> the one, one ghost the that actually gets named. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the green ghost kind of sounds like Barry's take on Brainy Smurf, which he had vo voiced earlier. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so maybe he's the green ghost. Pretty sure he's the narrator. Now, on IMDb, a man named John Rafter Lee is listed as being the prince and the beast. And he's voiced characters in Vampire Hunter D and Spawn. What? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, I can, I can hear that voice in those because it was a very deep voice. I'm not sure if this is correct. I think maybe this might be meant for that earlier Good Times version, which Good, oh. Golden Films worked on. I think Golden Films tends to be a more bit more cartoonish with their voice choices. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. for me, this one doesn't really fit. I think this is, again, I think that's applicable to the Good Times version, possibly. Um, Duran Norris, who you'll probably recognize as the voice of Cosmo and Timmy Turner's dad in Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> He so he has been listed as the alleged voice of the blue ghost, so the oh. deeper voice ghost. Oh, the one with the like mysteriously deeper voice than the other two. Yeah, I would also peg Duran as the one who voices the beast and the prince. And I'm basing oh, this maybe. most. I I don't know if you ever watched the show called Mon Coley Nights growing up. <laughs> oh my god, I sure did. I don't remember it, but I sure did. Do you remember a character called Gabriolis? He was oh, like a Oh god, no. <laughs> he was like a he was like a demon angel dude with like he was all in black and he had red hair. But he was voiced by Duran Norris and in my head that's the voice that I like I think that's the same voice that he used for. I will have to look this up later cuz that oh my god. That that's who I personally would would bet money on i think duran is the one that voices the beast it just that's just in my head that's where it feels right 
in my in my heart of hearts. In, in deep in your soul, that's who it mm-hmm. was. Uh, Michael Go apparently voiced Beauty's father. He is probably best known for voicing Gopher in the Winnie the Pooh. Um, oh. So Beauty's father's voice sounds pretty similar to Gopher's sans the whistle. Oh, yeah, okay. I can hear that. Yeah. And I think maybe too, maybe Michael is the green ghost. If Barry Gordon isn't the green ghost, I would maybe put Michael as the green ghost instead. Hubert, to use his proper name, <laughs> since he has yes. it, might as well use it. His The, the one name. Yeah. <laughs> And then the red ghost, I'm pretty I'm pretty certain that this is voiced by Charles Martinet, who is the voice of Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, Wario, etc. Oh, for real? That's yeah. awesome. And it's pretty I'm pretty certain about this because Charles Martinet has actually written for some of the other Golden Films movies. Really? And he's also Yeah, and he's also voiced in a few of them too. So That's fantastic. Y- yeah, so this one, again, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, this one's pretty obvious to me. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And the only other people that I'm not sure about are Beauty Sisters. If I had to guess, I think Susan Silo is also voicing at least two of them, if not oh, all probably. three. Yeah, yeah, because they all sounded pretty much the same. Yeah, like two of them in particular are basically the same voice, and one of them is just like slightly like a different type of nasally. Yeah. So it, it's totally possible that it's just her doing a different voice. Yeah, it's just her four times in that film. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but so that's it. So that's Golden Films Beauty and the Beast. Overall, what do you think of this one? I mean, it was weird. It was definitely a strange little film. I enjoyed watching it even just for being like what yeah what like there was a lot of choices in it that were really bizarre but sort of entertaining yeah and i think too like the pace of this one because it is so breakneck like especially at the end (laughs) yeah like there's a point where you're kind of just like holding on to your chair and you're just like oh god just like don't look away because you're gonna miss five scenes yeah, like if you if you blink, if you have to take a phone call or answer a text, you're at the end of the film, and yeah. who knows what happens. <laughs> yeah, you you you've lost like this. You've lost track of this very very intricate plot. Yes, all of yeah. all of the scenes in which make sense and are important and are well established. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a fun little watch. Um... <laughs> I think this this is a good one. This is one of the ones that we, when I first started setting up the Bad Princess Movie Nights, this is one of the early ones we watched. And I think it's a good introduction because it is short. Uh, the pace is pretty fast. And like you said, there's like a lot of weird choices that it keeps you going. Yeah. You're kind of, you're motivated to see what comes next. Yeah. You're, you're definitely not bored watching oh, yeah. this one. Yeah. Like some of the other films that I've seen, like sometimes there's a movie that, I watch because there's, like, a good few moments sprinkled throughout that, like, you're kind of, like, just trying to get to the next, the the, the next checkpoint from scene to scene. But yeah. this one is, like, a good solid one throughout that it keeps you plenty entertained. Yeah, it was, it was a good watch. And, uh, 
if you can find it on YouTube, <laughs> give it yeah. a look. Appreciate the 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 animation in some of it- these parts are just and I like. I'm not, I am not ever going to be like, oh, it was just lazy or whatever, whatever. It was almost 1000% like these people had not enough time, not Mm -hmm. enough money. (laughs) Yeah. And were just doing the best they could. But there's definitely some animation choices in there that I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. There, there's definitely effort put into golden films. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever watched one of theirs and and had the thought, oh, they're just phoning it in. Even, even with them definitely cribbing off of Disney, I don't think they went into these films with like this. Like, this wasn't just a grand scheme to bilk Grandma out of her her precious money. You know, trying to trick Grandma into buying this film over the Disney version. Yeah. While I certainly. I do think they leaned into that. Yeah. You know, like, as, like, a oh, well, it would be nice if Grandma maybe bought ours instead. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's not giving them enough credit. Yeah, like, there was definitely... People, people worked on this. Yeah. There was work put in. There are much, much lazier bad movies out there. Oh, yeah. And trust me, I have watched them. <laughs> If anyone knows, it's you. Yeah. There's, there. I mean, there are definitely, there are movies that I have watched and I have said, nope, this is not entertaining enough. Those are the ones that will probably never, never be shown to any of my friends. They'll never be talked about on this podcast just because there's nothing to them. It's just like, there, there must be an entertainment factor. Exactly. It's... If- this is, I mean, this is definitely, the focus is going to be on the bad movies involving princesses, but ultimately, what makes them bad, as in good, but bad, or whether or not they're entertaining enough. Yeah, like, bad is not a qualifier of like, oh, this sucks, like, this is, this is a, a shitty movie that no one yeah. should, it shouldn't exist. It's, it's more like, Oh man, that was so bad. I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And honestly, too, I'm probably gonna sneak in a good movie every so often, just cause. Uh, yeah. I feel like it, and it's my podcast, so why not? It's your podcast, and I, you can watch what you want to. Hmm. And I'll force you to watch what I want you to. I'm. You know what? That's fine with me. That sounds mm-hmm. great. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me with this one, Brie. And I thank hope you for you- having me. I hope Very- you're looking forward to the next movie. I am. I can't wait to see what what the next princess quest will be. <laughs> princess quest. Uh, that's my other competing podcast. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you, you stole. You stole my idea. I'm making. I'm making off with this sound file. No, I'm just publishing this one. Oh no! We'll see who publishes it first. And go. Oh, all right. Thank you all for listening in. I hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll see you next time. See you guys then.
Hey everyone, this is Christy popping in just to say that if you enjoyed this podcast and want to see more Bad Princess movie content, please consider following me on Twitter at BadPrincessMOV. You can also check out the current catalog of Bad Princess movies at BadPrincessMovies.com. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for a future podcast episode, you can contact me at BadPrincessMovies at gmail.com.